What is up? Welcome to the Hypothetical Comedy Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I am Athena Rodriguez. And we are here with comedian Tut. What's up, Tut? Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Doing, doing well. Doing well here in San Jose. Excellent. Hey. It's raining during the summer. In my house. Yeah. Nice. Sure I don't go out in the rain. So well, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Everything's, uh, how's everything in San Jose going right now? Pretty good, besides the rain. Yes, uh, yeah, things are going pretty well. I, you know, I, I kind of, I mean, obviously, I live down here, and I go out, you know, to all the mics down here a lot. So it's enough to keep me busy and everything. So that, that's that's pretty cool and hey. having fun. Yeah. So Tut, the first thing I want to know about you is where you got the name Tut. Yeah. I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. You, you, you'll never believe it, actually. Well, you, you'll believe it, yeah. I mean, you need to believe it because I'm telling you the truth, yeah. I might believe but, it, uh, though. I, know, yeah. I don't think you lie. Yeah, I know. I'm not, no. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a liar. Um, actually, I got my nickname um, in college. My very first uh, evening of college, a bunch of, of guys that lived on my, you know, we had just met and uh, we lived, you know, on the same floor and, we, we all went out to a, a fast food restaurant and for some reason, I guess I, I ate faster than all of them. And, <laughs> so, and I mean, I ate just as much, but I ate faster. And so I was done eating and it, I kind of sat back with my arms crossed, <laughs> staring up in, and my roommate who I just met says, Hey, he looks like King Tut. <laughs> and it's stuck from from then on. So this is this is 1977. Wow. That's, that's where I got my my nickname. And wow. in college, other than my professors, nobody knew who knew the other. You know, everybody called me Tut. Nobody knew my my first real what? name. I don't know if you guys even know. Well, you guys know my first real name, but yeah, only because they, Facebook tells on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So that that's that's stuck and. Um, and it was funny because at the time, a couple things were going on that uh, my, you know, my, you know, I lived in a college dorm, on, you know, and I was, I was just like one of the guys, and uh, the, you know, they would always, they'd be, sometimes they would, they would give me shit about stuff, and um, one time they, uh, there was a a song out called Disco Tut by Rick Dees. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, I haven't. And, yeah, you should check it out. It's pretty funny. But they they did a remake of it, saying but making it disco tut, and, <laughs> and it was funny because um, the uh, the beginning of the words were because I, I wrote I remember this I, I, and I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure I had it right. But um, the words that they 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 you know inserted was uh, he was sitting on the john the other night. His feet didn't reach the ground. He didn't feel quite right. Disco, disco tut. That was the, that was the, <laughs> of the song, and it, it go, it went on and on, you know, about about me. Wow. And what was funny is that, you know, uh, for for your listeners, they may not know, but you know, I am a dwarf, and uh, and so I was, I was one of two dwarfs on campus uh, at the time, and uh, I, a lot of people, you know, they just knew me. 
And I knew a lot of people that were at the radio station and, at, you know, this, the campus radio station. And and one one night they actually played the the revised version oh, wow. of Disco, oh. Tuck, Disco Tut. Wow. And it went, it went, it went, back then, I mean, I don't think anything went viral back then, but it went viral. You know? <laughs> wow. Like all over, you know, so, so, you know, people were, people, you know, just people knew me. And, um, and then I was, like, yeah, I went to school for government. So I, you know, I was involved with, uh, you know, student government and stuff like that. And so I ran for like a, an office, you know, to represent my, my school, uh, my, you know, my uh, school government that I, that I went to, I went, you know, I was a poli sci major. And, and so I didn't need to have any signs. I just put, I just cut out letters T-U-T and I had him, <laughs> you know, taped up on all the windows on the dorms throughout the whole <laughs> camp. It was like, tut, 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 all over, you know, and you didn't even, need, know so you didn't even need a slogan. You just, you were just tut. <laughs> tut, 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 tut. Yeah. That was kind of, <laughs> was. Hey, then, does, uh, does this song still exist? Like, do you have this song still? I don't know. Oh, I mean, wow. that would be super it was on a, for comedy. Like, yeah, it's on a, that song? it was on a cassette. You know, it was on a cassette tape. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah. in 19, I don't know if you know what those are. I think you yeah. might. But, oh yeah, no, I grew up on cassette tapes. I don't yeah, know what tracks are. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I knew that. Too. I mean, I yeah. do, I do, but I never yeah. actually had one. Yeah, I I didn't either. I never had an eight track player, but same, I always same. I knew what they were. But then yeah, cassettes were the thing. And yeah, absolutely. Probably if I even knew where it was, it, the tape would probably be disintegrated. So yeah, but it, it was just it was just pretty funny how and they, and they were good. I mean, it was like they they kind of nailed me, you know. And <laughs> I was thinking, you know, when I was looking at the words, like God damn, every time I took a shit, they knew it was me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like multiple stalls, you know. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was. I was pretty upset about that for a while, but yeah, you know, no, it was, it was fine, you know. And then the following year, um, Steve Martin came out with his song, you know, King Tut version, and that that played all over the place, and Funny. you know, like all the times at all the campus parties and stuff, you know, I that I'd go to, uh, you know. They would be playing it, and then people would start yelling out "tut tut tut," kind of thing. <laughs> that's 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 what made me popular. I was like, you know, I was, <laughs> for lack of a better word, I was a celebrity on campus without doing much, you know. <laughs> so, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's that's how that's how my uh, my nickname came to be, and uh, and so uh, fast forward, uh, you know. When I, when I decided to do comedy, I said, you know, my real name's Craig. And I said, huh, you know, Craig's so freaking boring and like kind of, you know, kind of wokey looking and kind of <laughs> sounding. And I just said, you know, I got to I got to have my my own thing, I, you know. And so then I said, OK, I'm Tut. You know, that's it. And a lot of people say, you know, King Tut. And I said, no, I'm, I'm Tut without the royalty. You know, that's my <laughs> I don't I don't put myself, you know, I'm, you know you're not my servants or anybody else or, you know, my, whatever you call it, people that are under <laughs> my serfdom people, you know, no, it's just tight. So, and it, like it works. Cause I think, cause and then I it got, it got my joke, you know, that, you know, it, there's only one tut in comedy, you know, tut in comedy, tut in comedy. So that's, that's my oh, yeah, yeah. phrase. That, but that's, that's, that's your, uh, that's your brand tut in comedy. That's my brand. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how, 
that's where that came from. So that's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. You and lucked you're... out on your nickname, man. <laughs> yeah, I lucked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's funny, you know. It's like to this day, like all my you know all my college buddies, they they, they still come. You know, it's always tight. Hey, tight. You know, how, how's it going and stuff. And so, oh, so it's, it's it's fun. Yeah. That's really cool. What did you uh, What did you grow up, Todd? I uh, I grew up in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, I was I was uh, I was a Steeler fan. I still oh, am. Yikes! Boom. <laughs> but wait a minute. No, wait a minute though. Yeah. So. Well, you said I was. I, I will. Well, I am a Steeler fan. Okay. But, okay. But then, oh. For for time though, I was a Niner fan when I first okay. came to California. Because the Steelers sucked. <laughs> I, I was a Niner fan, and I caught shit whenever I'd go back to Pittsburgh wearing my 49er hat. So then oh, the Steelers got good with, with, with that Roethlisberger guy. I said, okay, uh, you know, you know Franco um, Harris. I don't you know who Franco Harris is. No, I don't think so. Okay, you need to look, you need to Google him. Okay, he was a running back on the Steelers in the 70s, early 70s, and he made that catch it's called the immaculate reception against the raiders good in, in, the, in the playoff game and you know, terry bradshaw you know terry bradshaw was my idol growing up you know and you know him he was the quarterback yeah, yeah. no i know terry bradshaw i know yeah. him as a, as a uh as a commentary though a football yeah no analyst. i knew him as a player yeah 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 I, I got to meet him once uh, oh. cool. yeah my yeah my father was in the pittsburgh symphony orchestra and they had a they, they played a concert at Three River Stadium, and it was right during the the the, the uh, summer practice of you know for the Steelers, and and so my father took you know, I was like maybe nine or ten, and my father took me to the rehearsal and and so they're you know the Steelers are, are playing you know practicing on the field and the, the symphony is practicing on a stage to the side of the field, and I'm sitting in the dugout like in a dugout in the in the dugout and Terry Bradshaw comes walking by, sits down next to me, starts talking to me, asking me like, why are you here? And I just tell him about my father and this and that. And it, it was pretty cool. So that's I, awesome. I can say I, I met my idol. One of my idols. One of my idols. Yeah. That is rad. Wow. Uh, Terry Bradshaw. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. So I, I grew up in Pitt, in Pittsburgh. Um, and then um, with the college, the college I went to was the American university in, Washington D.C. You know, because I wanted to be a political science major. And I knew that from the tenth tenth grade. I knew that that's one. That's the school I want to go to, and I'm you know that's the major I'm going to have. And and um, and you know going to, you know going to school for politics. You know you know in Washington D.C. is like the best the best oh, place yeah. to go. I bet it you is. I, mean? I never and thought of it like that, that, but I bet it is. I bet you're right. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool, and I mean, because like you know, a lot of times I had to go to class, read class assignments. Would you have to go to, you know, to hear Congress, you know, the, the meetings and make write up reports and this and that about it and all the politics and stuff, and um, so so that that was that was pretty cool, and uh, and then uh, so I went there, and then um, I, I I also was able to get a really cool job from my my second semester of freshman year. I worked as an intern for from for my local congressman in from Pittsburgh. And oh, that's really last, awesome. Yeah, for for three and a half years, I worked for you know that's, I, I you know I worked on Capitol Hill. I got to be involved, you know, all these all the politicians and all that stuff, and 
uh, you know, I got to be kind of see behind the scenes stuff, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. And, um, at the time there was this thing called the Iron Contra scam with Ollie North giving weapons to the, to the, you know, the Contra con, uh, people in Iran, you know, and they had, like, uh, my boss was chair of a committee, that, you know, to kind of go over all this stuff. It turns out that like half the committee was on the take, <laughs> you know, it was they oh, called the apps wow. uh, conf or um, what do you call it? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool because I was you know I I'd be sitting on the side you know minding my own business but listening you know what was happening and yeah. it was it was pretty awesome and so so I you know I enjoyed that so I did that you know I was I went there and then uh, I I was gonna work I was planning to work for that congressman once I retired. I mean, excuse me, once I, I graduated and then I went to go work for him and he, he he said he's retiring. He had been there like for 30 years or something like that. And he, and so then his son ran for his seat and lost. Whoa. So I couldn't, I said, okay, I'm not going to be working, <laughs> working here. So, so oh then, my gosh. Uh, yeah. All, you know, it's all the politics stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, politics. I'm sure Dang. politics is all politics. <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then I, I, um, I had a uh, my a friend of the family's. Um, he was the the uh, state legislator in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is the state capital. Um, you know, from Pennsylvania, he, you know, he was the the state legislator in my area in my. My mom knew him a little bit and, and he knew me a, a little through my family and he would come to visit uh, Washington when I was in school and, and, and during the summer and, you know, you know, we, we'd have lunch together, you know, um, you know, each time he came with his family. And so I, I contacted him. I said, hey, you know, of any jobs in, in Harrisburg in the state capitol? And he said, I'll, I'll get back to you. Two weeks later, he says, I got you a job. I said, oh, oh, that's great. Who am I going to be working for? He says, you're going to be working for me. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That worked out. That, it, it worked out. It worked out pretty cool. But, you know, uh, it, it, it was good. It was good. It, was, I mean, it, it wasn't was Capitol Hill, but it was still like yeah. your place, your people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I did that for um, five years. And then, but literally after... Um, about three or four months after I started working there, uh, that's when I met met my wife. Oh, I met her. Yeah, I I, uh, I I belong to Little People of America, and it's you know it's a national organization of little people, and they have regional conferences, and they had a, a regional conference in in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which is you know the battlefields of Gettysburg, right? That's where I met my wife, and. Um, I, it was my first conference uh, that you know that I went to, and she was from New York, and that's where you know I I'm you know and and by the way my my whole family are we're all dwarfs. There's there's four oh, there were four of us. Oh wow! Yeah, my, my father, both my father and my mother and my sister. I have a younger sister who's uh, six years uh, younger than me, and so the, you know the four of us we were you know we're all dwarfs. I didn't know and, that. Uh, we, wow. and we had just we had just uh, became members of this little people group, and so I said, okay, I'm gonna go to my first com, you know, uh, regional conference, and with the thought, okay, I'm gonna meet somebody, right? But I had no expectations of what 
what was going to happen. And it was the, probably the best day of my life when I, when I went there, because that's when I met my wife. Oh, and okay. it, it was, yeah. And, and I, I met her like, uh, we, uh, there was like a, like a reception kind of thing at the beginning. And she had been in, in, in the organization for maybe like a year or two at the most. And, and I, I met her at this reception and she actually told me, here, c- come sit down next to me. And I said, okay, I'll sit down. You know, I was talking to them. Literally, I would say within about maybe four hours later, we knew we were going to be together for the rest of our lives. Oh my that's, goodness! That's, that's how it happened. I mean, it was just that that magical. I, you know, I I, I had a, a fairy tale um, meeting and 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 life. I mean, it was it was it was pretty amazing. So that's beautiful. Yeah, it, and we, she lived in New York City, and you know, we dated for uh, long distance you know, for, for a year, uh, not quite a year. And, you know, we were, I mean, we were always on the, always on the phone, like back in the day. Okay. This is, this is in 19, I met her in 1981. We oh. had, I, I, I had, I had, uh, like $350 phone bill, dollar phone bill. Long distance was a big deal. Yeah, I know. And, and, and in Pennsylvania, I'm working for a legist, you know, my starting salary was like $13,000, you know, like, how it was like I, I I barely had enough food to eat, you know. I was always paying phone bills or yeah, I would take the train or, or the um or the bus, you know, to, to you know to New York the weekends and she would come visit me occasionally too. But yeah, so that's did that for a year. And then then we got married and we actually got married in the state capitol building. Oh which that's, pretty that's cool. awesome. Yeah. And if you if you Google the, the Harrisburg, you know, state capitol and, and look at the you know, the Capitol Dome. It's one of the nice, I mean, it's, 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 it's beautiful. And the thing is, I, I got it for free because oh, no. I had connections. I knew, cause, you know, one, one of my coworkers uh, had gotten married there like a couple of years before. And I said, how do you get that place? How do you get, you know, get sign up or you know, reserve it? He says, oh, you just call the person in general services and they can, you know, they'll set you up. And I happened to know the person. I said, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I, I want to get married in the state capitol. You know, over Labor Day weekend, you know, hey, can you can you arrange this? Uh, sure. And that so cool. that's, that's what they did. And, you that's know, and awesome. they, they set up chairs for us and they, they closed it off for us for an hour. You know, I mean, from the public and it was it was beautiful. It was wonderful. That's incredible. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And if you had if that guy hadn't retired, you may not be doing all this stuff at that point. It may be a different. Oh, life. yeah. You might be on Capitol yeah. Hill still. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. I would not be out here in California because uh, the reason why I came to California was for my wife to go to law school at Santa Clara. Okay. Okay. What year did you move to California with your wife? In 1986. Okay, so about five years into the marriage. Yeah, five. Yeah, five years in the marriage. We, she had got accepted the year before, and and, uh, and we. She had been to L.A., but we hadn't been to the Bay Area. And, and we have friends in the in the little people chapter in the Bay Area. And so okay, we said, hey, nice. that's, that's we, you know, and so we said, let's go out and check out the school. And if we like it, we'll do it. And, um, she, you know, we liked it. And she, you know, um, actually, let me backtrack. What happened was she got a letter from Santa Clara School of Law saying, you know, please apply because um, the other thing is my, my wife was Taiwanese. And so in those days, 
you know, when you when you do tests and whatever the, the what do you call it, the data, um, the racial data. What do you, I, can't, I can't remember the, what you what you call it, but the, the well, like the uh, you know, census. Yeah, yeah. All all they ask is, you know, are you a minority or not? That's okay. You know, kind yeah. of. And she said she checked. She was a minority. She did really well on the LSATs, which are the you know the entry exam kind of thing. And she got all these letters from all over the place, and she would just throw them out. And then one came in for Santa Clara, and I said, oh, "That's that's the Bay Area." I picked it out of the garbage, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it up and said, "Hey, you know, it says here that you, you know, um, you know, you you would be eligible for scholarships, um, and." And they were waiving the application fee. And so I said, hey, wow. let's, let's think about it. So we, so we came, you know, for, for vacation, we came out, checked out the school, check out the area. And, you know, she liked it. We liked it. So you know, we were ready, you know, to come out. And then, but in the meantime, we owned a house back then in Harrisburg. And, and um, we couldn't, it was a bad economy. This is 1985. It was really bad. And once winter comes around, you can't, you don't sell houses after that, wow. you know, because because of snow, pretty much. It's, we couldn't sell our house. You know, it's, a, it's a, it was a nice house. It's just, people weren't buying. And so she got a deferment for a year. And then as uh, soon as, as soon as March came around, we got, you know, we got a realtor and sold the, sold the place. And that's when we came out. So, hey. so I've been out here since 86 with, with her. And, and I had no job when I came out here. So. Whoa. Wow, that's a that's a that's a brave move. Yeah, that's, that's a leap. A, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was eligible for food stamps and stuff like that, but I didn't. You know, we had saved some money and stuff. You know, we and then I then it just so happens that through again through my little people group, um, one of the members' sister had had just uh, was was um, leaving a, a nonprofit agency for another job and. It was a kind of, a, excuse me, like an advocacy type of job for people with disabilities, for mental health disabilities, and I was kind of interested in that, and and so uh, they they told me about it, and and they actually uh, gave my my resume to the agency, and I got a call from this agency, which I didn't even know who they were at first. They said <laughs> we'd like to interview you, you know. I said okay, and I went in and I got the job. I said okay, I need a job, so that's wow, what I did. that's crazy yeah. because it, your wife was seeked out by the school. And you were seeked out by these people, and like, yeah. like you guys are both meant to be there in California at this time. Oh yeah, it was it was oh, because because let me tell you, um, I mean, not to knock Harrisburg that much, but <laughs> it, it's it's a real blue collar town. I mean, uh, a lot of uneducated people. And by the way, my wife was three foot eight. I'm four foot eight, and we used to get, we used to get uh, believe it or not in the, in, in the day we. We used to get harassed going to the grocery store. That's how bad it was there. Wow. Oh, you know, nice. and um, you know, and then I remember when we were we went to a uh, we were getting ready to move out, and we had to sell a bunch of our stuff, and we went to a flea market to sell some stuff. And this this one old guy came up to our table, looked at both of us, and he calls his wife over and says, "Hey, you know." Look here, we have the. I'm going to use the bad word, but we have a bunch. We have a couple of midgets over here. Let's let's see what they have. Oh my! And God. I was I was like, dude, I didn't say dude back to, back east. I said bro. I said bro. I said you know, I mean he's an old white dude, but I, I called him bro. 
And I said, bro, like, get away from it. You know, my stuff, you know, our stuff is not for sale for you. Just get out of here. And it was, it was that kind of things that, that we had to put up. We had, you know, really, really great neighbors. You know, we had some really good friends that we had a lot of, you know, friends from our little people group there, but we just said, we don't want to grow old in Harrisburg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's why that, that further motivated us to, to come out. Was it, was it different in California as far as like people oh, being yeah. rude and harassing? You, you be, I mean, it was a night and day. What was funny was, um, like, back back east there, you know, in Harrisburg, if I would be walking down the street and some some d- young people or whatever, you know, would be passing me by the other direction, you know, coming the other way, I would almost anticipate that they would say something oh, to me. Oh, man. And it's here, almost, you know, It's almost guaranteed. Yeah, right. And then, wow. you know, going to San, walking to San Francisco or San Jose, I'd be walking by people and I'd be like, okay, Nothing. It was like, hey, they would say hi. How are yeah, you? Hello. You'll get occasionally hello. Yeah. Hello. A nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, we never, ever, ever regretted coming to to uh, California. Um, I mean, we, we, we've gone back, you know, because my, my parents lived there for while they were alive in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we used, to, we used to go there, you know, um, two or three times a year. Uh, but in my, you know, I have a best friend from nursery school that, that, um, that still lives there. And so I would, yeah. when we go back, we'd, you know, we'd stay at, at his house. So that, oh, that was cool. convenient. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, that's, that's how, how I got to California. Wow. That's amazing. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued yeah. to find out how comedy comes into the picture. Yeah. How did you, how did you start like just okay. being a fan, being a fan of comedy? <laughs> Well, I mean, I always had a, thought I had a good sense of humor, and I think I got it from my father. But, you know, and, and I liked all the old school comedians, Carlin, Pryor. I mean, I'm an old, you know, I'm an old guy. And and the thing is, I didn't really pay much attention to to stuff, you know, comedy, and, you know, following it a lot. And um, I really didn't, you know, get into it till literally, like, 15 years later, um, or like 11 years later, 11 years later. No, maybe <laughs> my math is bad. I, I, I'm bad at math. <laughs> A long time later. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. Um, cause I mean, this might sound really weird to you, but I literally, and cause I wrote it down. I, I was thinking about my history of comedy. In 1997, I had a dream that I was a comedian, wow. and that I was on stage. I don't know where it was or whatever. I don't remember any of my of the set or whatever. But I know I was killing it. And <laughs> That's I, cool. And I was like, and I, and then I woke up and I remember, you know, I remember like the good feeling I had. I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. You know, I was I was on stage as a comedian, killing it. So I said, I wonder if that's something I might want to try to do. And I didn't say anything to anybody for, for maybe, a, you know, a few months. And I, and I just started like, like writing stuff, writing, you know, things, funny things that came to my head. And in the meantime, um, I, I was a big fan of the David Letterman show. Mm. And he would always have the, the, the top 10 list of, you know, of funny things, 
you know, about different topics. And yeah. so I started writing my own uh, top 10 types of things. And then when I, and then I thought, yeah, back, back in the day there, I, I, I said, I'm going to send it to him. So I, I would fax, I would write top 10 lists and I would fax <laughs> into his show. Wow. See if I, you know, see if I could get, get some, some, you know, uh, some feedback or, you know, get, get some, you know, some response. Never got any response, but it, it kind of got me going, you know, yeah. in terms of. You got the wheels moving. Yeah. I got the wheels moving and, uh, and 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 so I, I you know because I, I thought it was my stuff was pretty funny and uh, and I would share it with with my coworkers at work and they thought it was funny you know it was like and so um, so then fast forward the following year every year my little people group we have a national conference you know in different parts of the, you know different each year it's a different different place in the country wow. and in. In 1997, it was, or, excuse me, in 1998, it was in Portland, Oregon, and and every year at the conference they always have a talent show, and so I, um, without telling my wife, I signed up for the talent show to do stand-up comedy. Oh wow! For your first yeah. time ever. My first time ever. Yeah. Wow. And what's funny is I even, I even like, you know, I, um. At work, I, I, you know, I had access to a my com- a computer and copy machine, so I, I even made up flyers like, you know, Tut's Tut's, you know, premiere comedy, you know, show, you know, and stuff like, that. and I posted it at the conference, like, you know, the day of the conference, and uh, or in the a- late afternoon, but I, I told my wife in the morning because she she wanted to uh, she wanted to go do something in the afternoon, like early afternoon, and. That was the exact same time where the rehearsal for the talent show was being held, and you had to be at the rehearsal in order to be on the show. So I, so I said, "Oh, we can't go to where you want to go," and she said, "Why not?" So I'm going to be on the talent show, and um, you know, you, you guys know I'm a, I'm a musician as well, and uh, she and she told me, "Well, you didn't bring your horn, so what are you going to do?" I said, "I'm going to do stand up comedy," and she just like she went through the roof. It was like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, and and she goes, "Oh God, you know," and 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 she was shaking her head. I said, "I said, trust me. I think I think I can do this." You know, I was I, I was pretty stoked about it, and so you know, I went to the uh, rehearsal and I just did a mic check and I did one joke about how you know how I I, I need you know mountain gear to climb up to to the top shelf to reach my. Uh, Sugar frosted flakes. That was my, <laughs> one show. you know, and and um, and then uh, and she was just like shaking her head. Oh God! But, but people were laughing, you know. And so it's relatable. I mean, you're at a little little people's conference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had some good stuff, you know, there. And uh, and so then I I do the talent show, and there's 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 800 people in the audience. Now, mind you, it's a PG. I mean, you know, there's a lot of you know, there's kids there too, but there's 800 people in there. And that's the first time I actually stood up in front of 800 people. Wow! And that is and so brave. That is crazy. I I just I don't know. I, I do things backwards for some reason. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that, and um, I I had like one kicker joke that was like that was gonna you know get everything going, and you know I, I was talking about. 
you know, it, it's just such a great, great to be there at this conference. There's a lot of camaraderie and everything, you know, and, you know, a lot of people are hooking up and then all this and that, you know, stuff. I mean, in a nice way, hook up, <laughs> you know. In a family-friendly way, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, family-friendly way, yeah. yeah they're doing and the no-no stuff. Yeah, and then I said, besides, it's the only place you can have a big butt and still have a figure. And because <laughs> and, a lot of us have big butts, you know, and, and um, you know, we can give, we all could give Kim Kardashian a, a run for her money, at the, you know, nowadays. But, and everybody just thought that was, that was funny. The, the guy that, that was the founder of the, it's called Little People of America. Uh, he's an actor. It was an actor named Billy Barty. I don't know if you ever heard of him. You should, you should Google him. Uh, he, he was a, in vaudeville and he, he's oh, yeah. been in all sorts of movies and stuff. He came up to me afterward and said that was the best dwarf joke he ever heard. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and then after that, I didn't do it. I just never got, I didn't go to, to too many conferences and I just never, um, never didn't do it for a while. And, um, and so what happened was, uh, but, but, but after that moment, I kind of considered myself to be a comedian. And so, you know how we live our lives even our private lives, we live like comedians, right? Oh, you yeah. Know, we, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the way I, 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 you know, I live. I mean, I was always, you know, cracking up stuff at work, you know, and I, a couple of times I got in trouble <laughs> at staff meetings, like, you know, and things like that. Um, my, my one accomplishment at work about my comedy was I literally did make one of my coworkers pee her pants. I was like, I mean, I, I, I beat my pants too, almost too, but it was just, it was just so funny. I I can't, I can't, again, I can't remember what it was I said, but it was just, you know, that's just the way I was. And that's pretty much how, from that time on, how I kind of lived my life, you know, just, you know, having, looking at the funnier side of of everything as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, um, so where was I? Um, all of a sudden, I got lost. Senior moment. Oh, oh. You didn't do. You, you only did comedy one time, and then you. Stopped. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So then, um, part of my job, I, I ended up working for San Mateo County for um, over thirty years. I was their staff to their Commission on Disabilities, oh, and nice. every year they 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 would have like a uh, an annual awards dinner called the People Who Care Awards Dinner, where they would give awards to people in the community who have made a difference you know, for people with disabilities. And it was, it was my job to coordinate that whole event. It's like, you know, like 300, 400 people at the event. And, you know, it was like planning a wedding all, every year because I have to come up with entertainment and everything like that. Wow. And so, um, so the one year I said, let's get some comedians with disabilities, you know? And so I didn't know too many. I just, I just happened. I, 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 I mean, then, um, I think the internet was just, you know, it was just kind of coming on. So I, I looked up a couple of them and um, so I had a couple of comedians with disabilities, but uh, the idea was that I would, I would host a, a comedy show and, and I would be the host, you know, I would, I'd be the host. What year and was your comedy show that you did this? 2005. Okay. So Do you I, remember any of the comedians that were on the, on the show? Um, I can't remember the one woman. It was Nancy Becker Kennedy. I don't okay. know her. I don't know her. No. She was, she, she was also like an actress, TV actress and from L.A. Oh, wow. She was in a power chair. Was it, there was a blind guy. 
from the Bay Area that had a guide dog. I can't remember his name. I, I was I was trying to look for it. I couldn't find it. Yeah. But um, but anyways, but that's what, that's a good is, that's a good idea to do. Okay, go on. Yeah. But what happened was is that only a small handful of people knew that I was going to be doing the, the hosting of the comedy show. And and so I got, like during like right before it started, I I disappeared and went like kind of like a backstage. And the next thing you know, like the, the MC of the whole event says, and now our host for the show, here he is, Tut. And I come out with in the King, you know, the Steve Martin, you know, a King oh, Tut song. And, oh, that's and, rad. And, and people are freaking out. And um, and the only the only thing um, that the director of my agency, she knew, and she just told me, you know, just make sure you, your your comedians are clean. Like, you know, there's nothing going on. I said, don't worry, that, that's not going to happen. I mean, I was worried a little bit, but <laughs> I knew it was going to come for me. You know, it was like, you know, because if it would have happened, I would have said, I told them not to do it, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Deniability. Right? Deniability. Yes, anytime, anytime it's a clean, a clean show, you know, you say, I tell them not to, but comedians are comedians, right? You know, whatever. But it was a clean show. But but people just, you know, they didn't know, you know, uh, that I was, a, you know, a lot of people didn't even know I, I did comedy at all. And I didn't even know I really did comedy either. That <laughs> much, you know? and, uh, and so that was like another milestone. And I just um, said, this is, this is fun. I'm going to, you know, try to do it. Well, I didn't do it for another another four years. <laughs> I just never had the chance to do it. And so it was, it was it's hard fun. though. Uh, it's hard to like find that world, you know. Sometimes yeah, like, I mean, for me, because I, I know, you for know, me, my biggest problem yeah. was like I didn't know how to get from my couch to the TV. I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um so then what happened? Um so that was and then I, I went, my wife and I went to another uh, national conference in uh, in 2009 in Brooklyn, um, in New York, and um, so I, I did the talent show there, and um, and there it was even bigger. It was, there was 1,200 people there. Holy wow! Whoa. And uh, and I it, it was right at the you know I where where cell phones were just starting to come in and. I had just gotten a, this flip phone, right? And one, <laughs> one of my, yeah, one of my my uh, comedy idols is Bob Newhart. Oh, I don't oh, ever watch, Bob Newhart's He incredible. does stuff on the phone, like he'll pretend you know somebody's talking on the phone and stuff. I love it. Yeah. So uh, real quick, Tut, we actually yeah. watched the Bob Newhart show recently, and one yeah. of our favorite bits is Bob Newhart doing the phone call yeah. bit because he's so good at it. Oh yeah, I mean I love. I mean I, I was so inspired by him, you know. So that's. Where I got so I, I did a bit where I, I pretended that I got a call. I mean, and I I was able to like program my my phone to where if I touched a certain button, the phone would ring. So right, <laughs> you know, I, right at the right time, I, I pushed you know the button and it, my phone rang. I said, "Oh, excuse me, I, I, got, I got a call here," you know. And so I picked up my you know answered the phone and I pretended that it was that it was President Obama calling me, asking me for any recommendations for a dwarf ambassador to the White House. <laughs> and I said, well, it's funny you should ask me. I'm standing in front of 1,200 little people right now. Let me see if if I can ask them. Hey, any suggestions? And you know, nobody really had any suggestions. And <laughs> and then and then he, then the joke was, yeah, he, he, something like, um, 
he said something like, well, I heard there's, there's this guy named Wee Man. And, um, and you know, would you think he'd be a good ambassador? I said, oh, no, he's a jackass. <laughs> and I, I kind of blew it because um, I wasn't supposed to say jackass. I forgot <laughs> at this show. And, but that was the show he was on. You know, he was like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, if Wee Man heard that joke, he would love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that that was my. Um, so I did that, and then what was interesting is that in New York there there's there's a there was a, a comedian another dwarf comedian named Nick Novicki. I don't know if you ever met him. He's from L.A. No. Originally, but he, or, or he was he was in New York at the time, and um, he had just. It was funny. Um, early on in like in the days when San Francisco, we used to have a the, our national conference that, here. I was one time I was like one of the co-producers of the the talent show. And so this Nick Novicki guy, he was trying to do stand up. He was horrible at it. And he he wouldn't he, you know, he ran the light for like three or four minutes, wouldn't shut up. Wow. <laughs> and then basically we ended up having to turn his mic off, you know, just. Oh, ouch. Totally turn the mic off because he wouldn't, you know. Yeah. Well, anyways, he, was, uh... he became a comedian and, and a pretty, you know, pretty good one. OK. And he had okay. all those connections in New York. And so he, he was going to have like an adults only show at the conference later in the evening. So I asked him, I said, Hey, can I get a guest spot? And he said, sure, I'll give you three minutes. And, well, and three so, minutes. yeah. So, he, you know, and he put me up first and uh, I figured, okay, now's my time to do my adult humor. And <laughs> yeah. I got my first hand experience of what it's like the fucking bomb. Like, a, like a, Oh my God. It was, it was horrible. Oh, I mean, man. that's, it was the longest three minutes in my life. Yeah, I, I, I guess like, you're lucky you got three minutes, not like eight minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, you know. And But, I mean, the cool thing, though, was that um, on the show, uh, the headliner was a guy that Judith, like, what's the name? Uh, something Freelander. Judith Freelander. Judith. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did a yeah, show with him online the, recently. Yeah, he was the uh, headliner. And because I was sitting in front and in, 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 back in the day when I started doing comedy, my, my thing was to always to wear Hawaiian shirts, you know? So I always, like, I, I looked like a, you know, a dwarf Don Ho, you know? And, <laughs> and so, and so I'm sitting in front and I was like, for some reason I got, I got back in the day, you know, you had like a big watch on it. I had this big watch, you know? And, and, and so every, every like few minutes and he was up there and, he would ask me, "Hey Don Ho, what time is it?" He kept on <laughs> giving me grief. Peter Freelander that said that. Yeah, he was giving me oh, grief the whole freaking that's, time. That's I was hilarious. like, "I said okay, that was it for my comedy." I said, "Okay, I'm not doing it. You know, I, I can't, I can't do this after that bombing. I don't want to do this for a while." But in the meantime, though, in, in you know, I still had a sense of humor and stuff. And so, uh, so fast forward uh, until 2019. So I went from 20, 10 years, 10 years. Wow, 10 I, years. I, I didn't do anything. And uh, in the meantime, um, I, I played a community band that we, we played the uh, San Mateo County Pride Festival. And the, the MC of the, of the Pride Festival was a, was a person named Jesus, you better work. I don't know if you know him. Oh, I do know him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, after the after our performance, he, he had these flyers, you know, about a comedy show 
at the at the San Mateo County Pride Center that was coming up. He says, here, you know, pass these out to your to your members and you know, come on over. And then so I so I went up to him. I said, you know, I, I tried comedy a few times in the past, and I might be interested in, in trying it again. I said, would you happen to have any guest spots that I could get on? He said, sure. So uh, a couple months later, he put me he put me on on his show with a guest spot. There I had I had I think I had eight minutes, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. And it was my, I mean, in, in an actual comedy show setting. It wasn't just a talent show. And so, um, and th- that that really ch- like that like really changed my life in, in a way. You know, it got me. You know, I was able. You know, I was really impressed with all the, you know the comics. Um, that's where I that's where I met Nicole Tran. Um, Amazing. And uh, yeah, and then there's a um, there's a woman named Bernadette Lockett. Um, She's from LA, but lives or, or did some stuff on 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 uh, some TV shows, writer oh, okay. and stuff. And um, and then and then I met, met a guy named Ashwin Bala. Um, he's a local guy from here, and um, and and Jesus. And then the headliner guy was this 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 gay guy named uh, Samson McCormick. I don't know if you ever. Heard I don't of think him. so. I don't. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, he's, he's a. Um, He's a national headliner. He's a you know okay. black guy that, and um, the the weekend before he, he actually performed at the um, the Oprah Winfrey Auditorium at the African American Museum uh, at the Smithsonian. He did a wow. one man show, comedy show. Wow. So he's a pretty, he's a pretty big deal. Big big deal. He he's yeah. been traveling. He's been doing it for like 20, 20 plus years. Wow. And um, and so. I, and I got to go up right before him, which I thought, I thought they would just put me on first, you know, get me <laughs> yeah. out of the way. The new guy, you know, get the guy out of the way. They just put me on right before him, you know, and I'm like, wow. And, um, and I, I thought I did pretty well. You know, I, I had the audience going and stuff, and I even wrote up some of my own lesbian jokes and stuff like that. That was pretty, pretty funny. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's laughing about. And, uh, and so then. Afterwards, I'm you know I'm finally I'm hanging out with 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 the comics and uh, it was my first time really actually hanging out hanging out with the comics and so I was asking people like you know what do you think and I asked Samson I said hey you know you you saw my 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 bits my act I said what do you think he says keep on going you you, you know you're, you're gonna do good you're gonna do well so so basically getting that semi vote of confidence from him gave me the the notion that hey this is what I'm, I'm meant to do. And so that's that's kind of got me going, and that's that's wow. that's how it starts. That was that was almost four years ago when I I did that. Wow, that's, that's cool. That uh, hey, Jesus, you better work uh, put you on, you know, because you were yeah, oh yeah, you, really nice, yeah, you were just a guy yeah, that didn't really do person. you really you didn't really do comedy, and so he took a chance on you. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah, and it was funny. Then so after I did his show, then I I started going to couple open mics you know it was like, nice. like I, I you did do it backwards Dan- again <laughs> yeah i was backwards again yeah yeah i went to you know to danny detchy's um oh, neck of the woods i did that oh, i love neck of the woods yeah and uh i didn't like this you know the stage is up oh you know, it was like yeah stairs and it's a big st- it's it a tall like, stage steps. yeah it was like climbing mount stage. everest i needed my own sherpa to get up there but you know <laughs> did you uh, manage okay yeah, somebody and people helped me. Yeah, people oh, helped me, and, and it was it was it was cool. And I, you know, I invited some some friends from work and stuff, people I knew, and 
it was fun. And I did a couple, I did one other show at the Little Theater. In, in, it's called the Little Theater. Our little in, theater, in yep, in the Tenderloin. We love that place. Yeah, with Danny, and I did that. And then, then the next thing I did was I did Rooster's uh, um, the new, new talent, talent comedy yeah. competition. Or not yeah. competition, just originally just the, the talent showcase. I did the yeah. showcase. We, I love, we love Roosters too. Yeah, and it was funny because um, I, I I invited a bunch of friends. I had nine, I had nine people there, and oh, so they, nice. they the more people you bring, the more time you give them. They yeah. give, they give you rather. Yep. And so, so I mean, but you never know what what you're gonna get when you know before you get there. And so it was funny because um, you know when they put the lineup up, one they put it. Literally like five, six feet off the ground. I couldn't yes. see it. <laughs> so I had to have somebody say, Hey, where's my name up there? And they're looking in, they're looking down, looking down, and says, Oh, Tut, you're last. I, I'm last. And I said, Well, how many minutes do you have? Do I have? And they said, You have nine. Nine minutes. I didn't have nine minutes worth of material. <laughs> you know, I'm like, holy crap. And so I literally on the fly, I was I was trying to remember some of the bits that I was kind of like working on a little bit. Trying to, you know, so I was working them as I was doing it, and and right near near the beginning of, of my of my set, I I forgot I got lost where I was on in my order of you know my bits, and I I, I just was like a senior moment, and I just said can't think, and then all of a sudden I said it was like two minutes in, I said well I have nine minutes, so I said we're we're all starting over, so I started over again, and, 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 <laughs> and then I remember I remembered exactly you know, what it was, what I did. And, and uh, so that, that was fun. So I, wow. I, I actually did nine minutes my first time at Rooster. So that was, I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. That's wild. That is wild. Yeah. And, and, and then I decided uh, around the same time to enter the comedy competition yeah. for that year. And it was literally my ninth time on a stage ever. Wow. Yeah, I'm including all the other times I, I told you about before. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, on my on my round, uh, you know, everybody's you know got years of, of experience and you know hosting and you know everything, right? Yeah. I went up there and and uh, I came in third place, nice. and and the top five w- would go on to the semifinals, and when the, you know at the end when they take your picture with all the you know the the um all, everybody that placed right. Everybody else that on that stage had their own shows. They were hosting shows. They've been doing. They they probably were had been on stage nine times that week. Here it was it was mm-hmm. only my ninth time, and I, I and as I'm doing my set, I'm up there, and I, I had a few people now. It's not a, not a whole lot, but as I, you know, I'm I'm getting these laughs, and I'm like, oh my god. This is like the most incredible experience, comedy-wise, that I can ever imagine. It, it was like, I would, I, I would, I almost had to like, I thought I was having like an outer body experience. I was just watching, you know, myself doing this, but you know, kind of like that dream thing that I was telling you about. Awesome. And it was, it was, yeah. it was amazing. I, I, I honestly, I was so stoked afterwards that I didn't sleep for three nights. I was just, I could not. I was just so, you know, uh, hyped up about it. Like, wow, this this is amazing, you know, to, to be able to do this. And, um, and so then, you know, in the meantime, though, 
COVID's coming down the pike, right? It's, you know, it's kind of, and literally two weeks later, COVID hits, and that was it. Uh, they canceled the uh, the um, the competition. You know, yeah, you know what? I was I was supposed to be on the competition on April first, and but they give you, they give you five free tickets for each contestant, and between yep. Athena and I, we are bringing fourteen people. And oh my be, God. I was going to be the king of the world. I was going to just beat everybody. Right. I was going to be the best comic ever. Uh, but I it, know it never happened. It yeah. never happened. Yep. It was so just, I was like, ah, oh, you know. So then that's, then after that, that's when I started doing uh, Zoom shows. Mm, just, yeah. you know, and it was just basically to make contacts. And I think that's where I met you, Sam. I think I saw you on. I can't remember the name of the show, but it was one of them. I remember. Yeah, I, I think I met you on the Zoom, the Zoom era as well. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then, and then uh, a couple months later, uh, yeah, I, I did about like forty-five uh, Zoom shows, and it was mainly uh, to um, to get make connections, you know, to get. Oh yeah, smart. absolutely. And, and I was, you know, I made it a point that I had to make to when when I'm on the Zoom. You could tell I'm standing up because, because otherwise you wouldn't know that I'm a dwarf and like see talking about all these dwarf jokes and stuff, you know. It's like funny that. because uh, we—I don't know if you know Desiree Walsh. She was also a comedian on Zoom. She has right. a lot of jokes about being in, being in a wheelchair. Yeah, but on Zoom you can't see the wheelchair. Because so everybody's starts, sitting. Everybody's sitting. Everybody was yeah, sitting. Yeah, so know? she starts every step by going. Just to let you know, I am in a wheelchair. I'm not being an asshole, yeah. <laughs> whatever you <Right>. know. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, the, I'd have my, you know, computer camera like showing me, and, and I, I had like a, a step ladder that would show, <laughs> like you know, I'm not <laughs> as tall as my step ladder, you know, like just, just you know, for perspective, you know, like that, yeah. that. But so, anyways, what happened was uh, a few months later, my life totally changed, and that's you know when this is like where my story really comes into play. And that's uh, when my wife was, she was diagnosed with uh, metastatic melanoma uh, cancer in, in early July. And she was given four to six months to live. And that just blew me. I mean, both of those, but that just changed everything in the world. And, you know, obviously I, I wasn't going to be doing any comedy and, you know, the, the whole focus, I mean, she, uh, she she wanted to fight it, you know. It was like, you know, we're not going to let this thing just take us and take her. Right. And yeah. so so the and it's during the pandemic. So other than going to medical appointments, we didn't go anywhere pretty much. Which which is, to a certain degree was you know we had, we had, we spent a lot of time together that we normally would not have been able to do. Well, and, that's and, a, that's a blessing. It, it was that was part of a blessing, um, and and so then. Um, you know, she she was fighting it, and she actually fought it for sixteen months. Oh, yeah. and, you said four to six, and she fought it for sixteen. Yeah, sixteen wow. months. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, that's and, amazing. Yeah, it was, it was just. I mean, she she was just such a determined person, and uh, you know, and I mean, she had really good, really a really good doctor at Stanford, and it was it was just you know, oh. I mean, it was the most difficult time ever you can imagine, but. Yeah, uh, and then uh, in, the, in the meantime, you know, I still I didn't do any comedy stuff, but you know, I, I always 
you know, we'd be cracking jokes from time to time. And, and so then uh, in uh, October of 2021, she, she became really, like, really, really sick. And, it, you know, her cancer had just, it was just basically taking her. And she was in a lot of pain. And so I took her to Stanford you know, Hospital. And, um, and, and the, you know, that was the last time she was home. And um, she was there for 10 days. And, um, you know, you know, and, and that's when her, her, her outpatient oncologist, you know, he did a Zoom call with us on a Saturday while he was out walking in the sidewalks of Atherton or wherever he lives. And he just said, you know, the ending's near. You know, he said, I don't know when, you know, it could be a week, it could be a few days, it could be a couple of weeks, but, you know, this is it. There's nothing more we can do, and so I said, I and I said, well, I don't want her going, you know, at Stanford Hospital. I mean, that's it was just a, it was just a difficult time, and so the the doctor, uh, her infant doctor said, well, there's this place called Mission House, which is a part of Mission Hospice in, in San Mateo County, um, and it's like a it's a private home or it's a, it was a, it was a private home that they convert into a you know in a six bed in, inpatient uh hospice and you know it's and so um i did everything i could and I, and I, so i got her there and she was there for um for 22 days and what was good about it was i got to be there with her the whole time oh they, you know, they had, because they, it was more they, distant because it was less people and stuff right yeah and well and, and no, it's their philosophy. You know, Stanford had because of COVID, they had stupid visiting hours. Oh, you know, I see. Yeah, people, patients in bed A, you know, which my wife was. Your visiting hours were from eight a.m. to one p.m. Oh wow! You're in, you're in bed B, it's from one p.m. to seven p.m. I mean, they even actually got a, a an extra hour, oh. and they didn't have to get up at at six o'clock in the morning to get there at eight. You know. That kind of stuff. That is, and, yeah, that's crazy. I don't even think about it's just that. Just crazy, you know. I said, no, we're not doing this, and so that's why, you know. And it was such a tranquil place. It was just, you know, the staff was, and you know, they don't do like, they don't do any invasive things. They just make the the person comfortable yeah. and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And uh, and what was nice in her family, you know, uh, got to you know, come and, and visit her, uh, and um, she actually. She wanted to have a, a what's called a, a living memorial uh, while she was alive, and and so uh, we arranged it to ha- to have like thirty of her of her of her good friends come by. We can only do eight at a time because of COVID, but one day just people just came by to to talk to her, say goodbye to her, and she got to say goodbye to them. And it was pretty amazing. That's beautiful. And, and then, uh, then. After a couple of weeks there, things went south, and you know she slipped into a coma, and then um, she passed away. You know, six days after that, in in early November, and um, I thought I was, you know, I had to be strong for her, and because she was a very strong person to begin with. But oh yeah, and I was just, you know, really thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm strong, I've been strong, and then, but you know, when when she slipped into the coma, I was. I lost it and it was just, it was just really difficult for me. And so after her passing, um, I was, I was miserable. I mean, I, I, I just, 
I couldn't think. I couldn't do anything. I, I basically went. I went home to my house, which was totally silent. And you know, before we we and now, by the way, I was married. We were married for forty years. We were married for forty years. Oh my and, gosh! And so I always, you know, there's always somebody, you know, somebody else in the house, you know, like, and I, you know, I, I couldn't get out of bed, you know. I, I mean, my neighbors would would bring me food three, you know, twice a day for three weeks. They would give me bring me food and stuff, and I would eat, and occasionally I'd watch a little TV, but I didn't, I didn't do, I couldn't do much, and. And I just got to thinking, like, I got to do something <laughs> to get my life back because I can't be like this. Yeah. And that's, and that's what she I, would want you to do, like to get your life back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm going to do my comedy. That is what gives me the joy. That's because she wanted me to be happy. That's what, that's the one thing yeah. she said, you know, I want you to be happy in your life. And so I, that's what I did. I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to, so I, I just got back and I started going to, you know, I, February 1st of 2022, I, I just started going to all the mics in, in, in the South Bay and other places. Oh, yeah. And then I, I connected up with uh, with Nina G uh, regarding the Comedians with Disabilities Act. And she was really nice to, to put me actually uh, in early March to put, put me as part of, of the, the show awesome. when they did the Olavita Comedy Club. So I actually, you know, that was my first real big like show that I was able to do. I did some Brandon Lounge a couple of times because that's near my house. Yeah. But and and that's 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 what started where I am now. And um, so that that was what got got me going. So that that's wow. kind of like my story. Yeah. Uh, 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 where that's I got and, and and so that's you know and a lot of people don't don't know that you know when they first meet me they you know they, they don't have any idea. And, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's cool because, you know, doing my comedy, because, you know, I'm going to be 65 in November and here I am hanging out with 20, 30, 40 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I feel like. And I'm in my forties and I'm like, all these kids, man. Oh, you don't know what kids are, dude. You know, oh my God. It's funny. And, and. A couple couple comedians gave me a little grief from time to time, and I just told them, I, I just sat them down. I said, hey, how old are you? Uh, oh, I'm 23. I am 40 years older than you, dude. I deserve some respect, so just, you know, give me a break. You know? <laughs> just give it. And, and like, oh, oh, I didn't know, you know, you know, you know, they can say you don't look that old. Well, I feel that old sometimes, but then he tries to compliment you. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about but, right. Well, you know, it's 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 I mean I, I enjoy it so much and you know it um it just it just gives me such a purpose and uh yeah that's that you know that's my life and then you know subsequently I you know um Right, right. As I'm starting the uh, to get back on the comedy, I said I don't want to be my my main thing is I don't want to be alone in this world. So then, then I said, okay, I got to start doing this online dating stuff, you know. And I, I had heard, I mean, you know, from the few shows that I was on before, you know, and some of the Zoom stuff, you know, you know, well, yeah, people talk about, about it, but about I, it. I really didn't know what the hell it was about until I got started doing it, and then. What was good about it was, I mean, I went. There's some crazy shit, 
yeah. I got some new material <laughs> that I would never have had at all. And so sometimes my 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 bit my you know my sets are more about on the online dating than dwarf jokes, you know, because it's like <laughs> it's, you know it's low hanging fruit. Really it's crazy you know? out there. Oh, yeah, it it's wild. It's the wild west yeah. out there. Forget that. It is, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's it's fun. You know, I mean, I've. I've, I've had some crazy situations, some you know not so good situations, yeah. and um, but now things you know things are going well, so uh, I'm like I'm pretty happy about that. So well, Todd, I do want to say I'm sorry for your loss, but mm-hmm. 40 beautiful years—that's amazing. Oh, what a lovely gift to give to both of oh, you yeah. guys. Oh yeah, I mean, she gave me the the. I mean, my life. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have no regrets. No regrets. And that's other than the one thing I will say, you know, both my wife and I, we, we, you know, we were, well, she's more of a workaholic than I was, but we worked really hard for a long time. And we, you know, we put up, you know, we scrimped and saved, we put off doing stuff, you know, like vacations or, you know, traveling and stuff. Cause we figured once we both retire, then we can just enjoy our golden years. Yeah. And my message to people is, don't put stuff off because you don't know whether those golden years are going to be there. And that's, that, that is the only one regret that, that I have that we, I mean, we did a lot of nice things, you know, wonderful things together. We, you know, did some traveling and, you know, but, but, the, but those golden years of where you, you're just living for the joy of living. Yeah. It never, it never happened. So to me is, you know, if you've got a bucket list, st- start checking stuff off, you know, even in your twenties, thirties, just check it off. So you can say, Hey, I did this because that's because you don't know what opportunities you're going to have down the road. That's, yeah, that's amazing. But, that's but other amazing than that, message. you know, yeah. But other than that, you know, I mean, you know, my, you know, my life is, you know, I'm enjoying life and, you know, and, you know, um, I mean, the other thing that a lot of people know, uh, and I, I'm, I'm not that I'm boasting or anything, but. Oh, just was, boast away. It's okay. But, you know, <laughs> Okay, in, in my mid forties, I had a midlife crisis. Where basically, I was I was driving this uh, nineteen ninety Honda Civic hatchback with no air conditioning, four speed, had had no radio, had no nothing in it, and it, it had like a hundred almost two hundred thousand miles on it. I, I was ready to replace all the parts again for the second time, and I just told my wife, I said, you know, I don't want to be driving this car, this type of car, the rest of my life, and and you know, from the time I was a kid, I always wanted to get a Corvette. That was my, my, my dream, you know? And I said, you know what? That's what I want to do. And so that's what I did. I went out and bought a a 50th anniversary Corvette in in, in 2003. And I, you know, I had the, I had the car for, you know, for uh, for a long time and um, I I enjoyed it. My my wife didn't like it because the ride was very (laughs) pumped. It was very bumpy because it's low to the ground. Oh yeah. Plus the uh, the dashboard is really high, and so you know she'd have to sit on like, three or four pillows in order to. Oh dang! To kind of, you know, she just didn't like it. Yeah. And so after having it for like maybe uh, out using it for like eight or nine years, I, I put it in storage. I you know, I, I stored it in my garage undercover, and, and didn't bother with it. You know, it it became a, a stacking um, table for all sorts of boxes and stuff. And, and so then after my wife passed, I said, you know, I was in my garage. I said, damn, I got this Corvette here. I like, what am I going to do? And I said, you know what? 
I'm getting, I'm going to take off all those goddamn boxes and I'm, I'm you know, cause I, I mean, I loved, you know, I loved my car, my car. And I said, this is going to give me happiness. This is going to give me joy and happiness. So I, you know, I sunk a bunch of money into it and got it. So where that's, that's why I have the car that I have. And it, it just, it gives me, you know, the, the, the joy of, of, you know, I, I enjoy driving it. And I mean, I kind of do it. I, I don't drive fast all the time. For me, it's all about, yeah. There's stoplights sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's knowing that I can go faster than most other people. You know, that's, that's cool. That's I did my, not even know that you drove a Corvette. Me I, have, either. I have to see it next time I'm around. Oh you. yeah. You should. Well, you didn't look out. When you were at, at my, uh, I mean, I see, I, I don't know it's yeah, yours we didn't unless really unless it, it says like the license plate says Tut or something. I don't know. Yeah, it? well, it, it's, yeah, it's well, it'd be the only one parked anywhere. <laughs> if there's a comedy show, there's a Corvette parked okay, down front. Well, next time, <laughs> I will look for Corvette. I'm, I'm at the same place yeah. as you are. Yeah. But, That's but, amazing. You know, I just That's love, cool. I just love it. And then you know, obviously, other other comedians joke about it. You know how. How I get lucky in it and all this other kind of stuff <laughs> in the case or anything like that, but well, so it's a running gag too. I didn't even know that. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so wow, that's so, you, know, you are amazing. Like you, you've lived all of your dreams. You've been on Capitol Hill. You've done stand up yep. comedy. You've had the woman of your, the love of your life. You've had your Corvette. Yep. Like yep. I love it. I love all of it. So incredible. So that's you know, yeah. You have to live your life, and you know, like I said, I feel so blessed. That you know, I, I you know, other than that one regret, regret of not doing stuff with my wife before we we retired. That's you know, yeah, life is life has been really good. So I I can't I can't complain. I can't Excellent. complain at all. Excellent. So, anyway, do you uh do you have anything any projects you're working on anything anything coming up or anything? Uh yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, um, couple things I'm doing. Well, as you know, I have my um. Uh, my Tut and Comedy um, at, at Mountain Mike's in Union City. Mm-hmm. I have comedy every Friday night. And on the second Friday of the month, I have my, my showcase. Uh, and But all the other ones are, are open mics. And, you know, I would love to encourage the comics to come out. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great little place. It's a separate mm-hmm. room. So you don't, you don't have to worry about uh, saying anything, <laughs> anything <laughs> bad too much. Um, and yeah, I already heard the uh, worst possible things I could ever hear in that room. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been some things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and That's I mean, I get story, the question all, yeah, I, I get the question all the time. You know, people come, people are new to my mic or, you know, is it a clean room? I said, no, <laughs> Just said, don't worry about it. You know, and um, no, I mean, the one thing, a couple of times there, there have been some, um, some people from the public. I, I get civilians come in there sometimes too, you know. Ooh, and yeah. one time like, a, a civilian brought a like a three year old little girl there. Oh no! And they, oh, they no. were sitting. I mean, they they were they didn't they didn't like initially they, initially they were sitting kind of inside it, but then they were sitting sort of like just outside the the the, the oh, entryway of the room. <laughs> and I just said, I said, ma'am, please, if your daughter comes to you tomorrow and starts saying pussy pussy. Don't don't blame me. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh dang! You know, I it's not my fault. So, yeah, yeah. yeah also, pizza's fun. good. I mean, if I <laughs> yeah, was a good. random person and I was at a mountain mics and there was a little comedy going on in the other room, I'd probably go in there. Yeah, eating my pizza. Yeah, go in there with your pizza and your soda and just hang out and watch comedy. 
That's rad. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. Nice. So, so I have that. And then uh, last year, um, w- on November 5th, was the one-year anniversary of my wife's passing. Mm-hmm. And I I was early on, like, like in September, I was thinking, how am I going to get through that day? Because yeah. I, I knew it was going to be just it was going to be really, really difficult. So then I got in my head this idea about what if I do a, a fundraising comedy show for the hospice where she was at, you know, to, to get the word out about the hospice and, you know, to raise some money for them. Yeah, that's incredible. And so that's, so I, I I approached them and they they were saying, Oh, and how's this going to work? I said, I'm working on it. I, I I think I can get to work. You know, one they wanted like a totally like a totally PG, you know, no 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 exceptions type of thing because wow. you know it's their agency that's being represented. Right. If our and, name's attached to it or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and I said I think you know the way I'm, I'm going to put it together. I, I think you know it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. And uh, so then I got an. Um, a place in in uh, part of the city of Belmont. They have a like a, a historical house that has an art gallery in it. So that, that's where I had it, ha- held it, and um, and and I had like uh, forty people there, um, and you know, uh, and, oh. and and people were. And what I did is I, yeah, I I, I had an actual picture of my wife, like like on the in the front, uh, you know, by where the stage was. And part of it, I, you know, I, I talked about about her and uh, some of the, the amazing things that she, you know, she did as a, as an attorney. And she was a, she was basically an attorney for people with disabilities That's for the beautiful. court system. And uh, so I told about that, and then I told her some of the stories about her. You know, some you know some jokes about some of her. You know, she was she was like directionally challenged, and you know how. You know, one minute, you know, we're, we're, we're coming from Safeway from, which is two blocks from my house. Next thing you know, we're in Gilroy. <laughs> like 20 away from me, us and things like that. You know, I, I made you know, fun. And, yeah. and then I, you know, the, con- the comedians were, were, were great. And, uh, and, you know, people, and I, and what I did is I invited the, the staff from the, from the, uh, um, from the hospice to come for free. I belong to a support group, uh, you know, grief support group um, for you know people that you know that have lost their their loved ones. I invited them for free, and and I still made two thousand dollars for them. That's wonderful. Wow. So that's what I'm working on this year. So November fifth, it's going to be in Foster City at the Foster City Rec Center. It's a, it's a uh, Sunday uh, from uh, from two to four. And I'll, I'll I'll have a flyer. I'll be posting it on, on you know um, the the showcase. You know what do you call it? Yeah. Facebook showcase thing, and and, and elsewhere. But so I'm doing that. And That's then, awesome. also, and then also, I thought you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm I'm turning 65 in November, and you know you only turn 65 once, right? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I said I'm I'm gonna I want to do something you know different, special. And so I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm planning, uh, I'm going to have a, uh, another, another fundraising show, but it's going to be for my little people group. Okay. And, yeah. That's good. And, and it's specifically going to be for, 
um, the little there's, there's a part of our group that's called the owls, the older, wiser little people. It's called owls. <laughs> oh, owls. I love it. And, and it's going to be, you know, to, you know, to benefit their programs under this, under this, you know, organization. And it's, and it's going to be in, in uh, San Jose um, on November 18th. My birthday's on the 19th on a Sunday, but this is going to be on a Saturday, the 18th in the, uh, in, in the early evening. And I'm, I'm getting a, a live band and it's going to be com- comedy and, and then dancing and one big party. Um, and it's going to be a fundraiser for, for that group. So that's, Wonderful. those are the, the, the things that I'm, I'm working on right now. And, you know, it's, it's fun being able to, to do these kinds of things, you know, uh, to, to work and produce shows. I think it, it's, it, I mean, it's helped me elevate my, my, my game. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it, and it's also, I mean, yeah, it's given me so much confidence that I, you know, I mean, I've always been kind of confident, but I would, I would always be a little bit nervous right before I'd go on, you know, but, but now, now I'm, it doesn't, you know, I, whenever you, you know, I can go, so I didn't like to go up first, you know, on any, any showcase <laughs> or anything. Put me up there. I don't care. You know, yeah. if you want me to first, I'll be first. You know, if, if you want me to do other things, whenever, that's fine. So anyways, okay. that's, that's kind of the things that I've been working on. So that's awesome. Uh, I like that. I like that. You're, yeah. you're not just like doing shows to do shows. You're doing shows to make a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, in, to be, in, in all honesty though, I mean, whatever shows I do, whatever it's different mics and, you know, I'd love to get, you know, hint, hint to all, all the producers out there, you know, I'd love to be on your shows, you know, just, <laughs> I mean, people know who I am. You know who I am, right? Yeah. And uh, but for me, it's all about awareness. You know, disability yeah. awareness and dwarf awareness. You know, it's there's only a, a small handful of comics in the Bay Area that you know have what I call visible disabilities. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's only right now there's only two two dwarf comedians. You know, me, me and Steve Danner from Napa, and uh, you know, we 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 kind of travel in different because he's up north and I'm I'm south. We travel in different uh, uh, circles in terms of shows and mics and whatever. But you know, to me, every time I'm up, th- I'm up there, I'm I'm, I'm trying to educate people to, okay. to say, hey, yeah, you know, a person like you know, a little person like him can be funny and and be just like anybody else. Yeah. So absolutely, that's, that's that's kind of my message, and that's what I do. So. That is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much for joining us and just talking yeah. about your your life so much. It was amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, I, I was. This is my. By the way, just so everybody knows, this is my first podcast that I've ever done. So, yay! I, nice. I'm honored to be on yours. Oh, go ahead. I said I'm honored to be on yours, and you guys were, were terrific. I mean, I, I appreciate all your support and. Uh, you make a lovely couple too. So. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I was going to say you mastered it. You mastered it already. The <laughs> podcast. Uh, anyway. uh, do you want to? Do you want to plug your social media before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I'm just at Tut McCullough at Tut and then McCullough M C C U L L O H at Instagram. That's it. I'm, I'm not big on. I, I need help with social media and the, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. You know. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> makes, makes, yeah. We all do. <laughs> It's hard, but but um, but I'm but I, I am definitely on Facebook a lot. Okay, you know that's where I I, I post stuff on. You know I post everything about my my shows and my and my um, 
Mike's on on Bacon, yeah. South Bay, Sacramento one, and the North Bay one. All so, the comedy um, groups, yeah. Do you have a ton? Yeah. Comedy, do you have a ton comedy Facebook page? No, no, I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday you will. I, I might have. Like, actually, I was able. I I hired a uh, a publicist that she does all my my flyers. Like, that's oh, one thing about my shows. Okay. About nice. All my my uh, my uh, showcases. I change the flyer all the time. It, I have the different themes for each month. Oh, in nice. terms of, you know, different whether it's it could be like a, a theme in terms of the types of comics. It could be like you know, like for uh, a season. Season, like I had, a, I had a thing, a thing about uh, for, when it was Easter. I had a, I had a thing about rabbits. <laughs> it was a show about rabbits. You know, like, I love and it. I, you know, things like that. I mean, different things, just crazy. You know, just funny things. I thought because you know, I, 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 I always like to change things up, keep it interesting, mm-hmm. and 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 as, most of all, just try to make it fun for everybody. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and you know. Uh, for the most part, I mean, my shows. Yeah, I mean, the comics just kill it all the time. They mm-hmm. they really come through for me, and um, you know, every, everybody. You know, sometimes the crowd's not quite as big. I mean, Mountain Mike's is you know kind of small venue, but yeah. Uh, you know, I've had as little as three, and I've had as many as like thirty five or forty in a small. Oh, I can imagine forty comics in that area. Oh my gosh! <laughs> not, not forty comics, but I mean, actually, audience. Uh, audience. Oh wow, that's cool. my shows. Yeah. Hell yeah! And you know, I and a little secret in small venues, the more the more people are, and the more people that laugh, it's more contagious. Yeah. Laughter is. Yeah. I mean, my my very first show that I did at the, I did it at Mountain Mike's and Campbell, it's a very similar situation, you know, small room. I mean, it was just lit the the whole night. That place was just lit. Like I have never seen anything lit. It was just amazing. So that's great. So anyways, that is awesome. That is awesome. Super cool. Yeah, go go find Tut. Go find his open mic mm-hmm. at Mountain Mics and go support that. It's super oh, yeah. fun. We were there recently. Um, and as far yeah. as as far as I go, you can find me uh, across the board at Funky Sam Medina, and I'm at She Shines for You, all spelled out, no numbers. And everything else is at Hypothetical Comedy. Awesome, Ted. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks.